I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. Um, I'm the uh, your co-host of the show, Sean Lavery. Um, my co-host Susie Roloff is actually fishing a tournament this weekend, so I'm um, wishing her super good luck on that. I know uh, she had a rough day one, but uh, I just saw some pictures from day two and she looked like she uh, found some nice ones, so hoping that that's going well for her. Um, she will join us back hopefully next week, but uh, this week, I uh, just wanted to take, uh, I had reached out to uh, a couple different people and um, uh, the actual person that I actually got to come on the show today has uh, been on the show twice already, once way back when uh, Ryan and I were doing the show. Um, we did a, an episode on the Stupid Tube and um, that was an awesome tool. I know uh, <laughs> Ryan's still, uh, that's still his go-to bait to this day, I believe, uh, at least the last time I talked to him. Um, and uh, so that was a great episode. And then uh, I did another episode with uh, this guest on uh, crankbaits and specifically like balsa baits and stuff like that. We talked all things crankbaits. And um, one of the things I took away from that show was uh, using balsa baits and or balsa crankbaits in cold water. And uh, I have to say that is one of been one of the most surprising things to me is that that works really well. And um, I that has become one of my go to uh, techniques in cold water fishing. Um, just because it, it was catching fish when nothing else I throw was throwing was catching fish. And I really, you know, had, you know, never even thought about throwing uh, something like that in the winter, but uh, just uh, the action and the, that's specifically the pH custom lures uh, uh, baits that he suggested last time worked really well for me. So uh, definitely uh, 
figured it was about time we had him back on to pick his brain about another topic. So um, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Mr. Matt Gibson back to the new show. Welcome back. How's it going, Sean? Uh, it's going pretty good, hanging in there um, and enjoying uh, the the kind of the tail out of the summer fishing here in Pennsylvania. How's the, how about where you are? Man, it is, it is hot here in central Indiana and the bite is tough, but it's, uh, you know, luckily we had some rain uh, a few weeks ago. I don't know about you guys, but we've been in a, in a pretty, pretty good drought here. Uh, so a few weeks ago, we got some heavy rain. So that bumped up the rivers, bumped up everything, uh, bumped up the lake. So at least we have water to fish now. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Ours, uh, we just had, um, one pretty good storm go through last week that raised our waters up almost to the point where, um, the river wasn't fishable by, at least by kayak. I know a a few people went out, uh, and, uh, did pretty good in the high muddy water with the jackhammer. Um, it's still a little, uh, muddy for us. I went out yesterday and met, talked to a guy at the ramp and he's like, Oh man, I was having a ton of luck on a gold shiner, uh, uh, jackhammer. So, Um, I only had a little bit of time to fish, so that's what I threw. I got two in probably the two or three hours I was out there. So, uh, there yeah, go. I'll take it. They're both half decent size, so, you know. Um, and that yeah. I don't always have great luck with the jackhammer on the river for some reason. Um, I don't know what it is about it, but um, I was like, oh, I'll give it a try if it was working for him, and it, it worked yesterday, so I was thankful oh, for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, anytime you can you can get a few fish, uh, especially, you know, this time of year, it's it's – kind of a bonus so yeah great. yeah i'm kind of bummed that my top water bite really kind of died off i was having fun with that for a while there yeah yeah uh, popper time has come and gone sadly <laughs> um but uh but man that was lights out while it was here but yeah that's awesome yeah um well um i think uh the first topic we we're going to cover today is one that i definitely don't have any confidence in and so that's why i'm thankful as soon as you mentioned it i was like yeah i need to talk about that because <laughs> um uh, I have, I've purchased a few, um, bigger baits. Um, we're going to talk about big baits today. And, um, for whatever reason, I just, uh, I'll throw them just a tiny bit. And then, uh, you know, I, you know, don't have confidence in them, whether it's, um, I have, I've tried it like an S waiver. Uh-huh. Um, I know, uh, uh, tactical bass. And that was one of the first places I saw where they talked a little bit about that. And then, um, while we were down in Tennessee for our paddle and fin meetup, I saw the Creek crawler and he was throwing, uh, the trace, uh, six gill trace. And Mm -hmm. that looked really intriguing to me. I love the action that that thing had just watching him fish that. And, uh, he was fishing a little bit right by the Marina there where we were staying, um, and was just running it over a bedding bass until it finally got tired of watching it go over (laughs) it. And I guess smacked it. But, uh, I was like, okay, I, I have to get me one of those yeah. too. So, um, and I actually wanted to grab it. I, I went up to in my uh, in my garage to look for it, and I have no clue where it is. So that is one I have to locate. But um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so uh, um, I wanted to see. You know, actually, I guess we should go back to just let you introduce yourself, just for the folks who might not remember you or may maybe miss the shows that uh, we've done together. So sure, sure. Uh, my name is Matt Gibson. I live in uh, Central Indiana. So just north of Indianapolis here, uh, not exactly what you would call a mecca of bass fishing by any means, but, uh, you know, we have a passionate group of anglers here. Um, kayak angler, used to fish out of a boat. Um, so, I mean, I've been fishing, gosh, ever since I can remember. Um, going back, some of my first memories are, are, are with fishing and 
Um, I, I've, I've been very blessed and very lucky to, uh, to be able to spend a lot of time on the water through the years. And, um, yeah, I'm just ate up with fishing and, and that's, you know, that's what I think about my nine to five. Uh, I, I just, I, I can't wait to get down with it so I can hit the water or mess with something fishing related. So you say Indiana is in a bass Mecca, but just like looking at the smaller games standings and stuff, I mean, <laughs> you, they're putting up some numbers there. I mean, yeah, we got some, we got some, uh, there are some, uh, rivers here in Indiana that are, that are just tremendous. One of them being the Tippecanoe river, uh, and the other being the white river here, here in the city. Um, and it's, it's insane how good those fisheries can be. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as like lakes and stuff, it's, it's pretty tough around here. So. And when you say in the city, is it like, like you're on the river going through downtown, there's skyscrapers and stuff next to you? Uh, so the river kind of sits down. You can see some sky, sky uh, scrapers depending on where you're at, but it is, I will say that some of the, some of the river here is definitely, uh, uh, more city than than the rest of it. Uh, okay. You can tell that by by the the structure in the river. Okay, uh, just like any other river that goes through a city, uh, you, you know, shopping carts, things like that, <laughs> are uh, tend to be tend to be more of the structure uh, where you get out of the city. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, like fishing fishing the white, it's it, it's interesting because it is a river that is ingrained in the city and goes through the city of Indianapolis. Um, but for the most part, other than some of that debris and, and things in the, in the water, you would really never know that some of the best stretches of this river go like right under our interstates. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very peaceful on the river too. And, and, um, you know, a good, good part of it isn't, isn't accessible by, by boat. It, it's mostly all kayak. So. That's nice. That's to uh, avoid the boat traffic. We we have on the Susquehanna, we obviously have places where boat traffic does get crazy, but there's definitely just as many places where it's so shallow or rocky that occasionally you'll have somebody on a jet boat flying through there. But, uh, yeah. but yeah. occasionally for the most part, um, the kayakers have those stretches to themselves. Um, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. So, and then, and uh, I, I can speak to that same thing. The first time I fished up in Harrisburg, uh, I was uh, there for a Heroes on the Water event, and um, as I was going under, there's a stretch in Harrisburg where there's like four or five bridges that go over the river, and I was just fishing underneath all of them, and uh, the stuff I was seeing, like bicycles and scooters and <laughs> yeah. all sorts of things, yeah. I was like, I think that's like the fourth or fifth bicycle I've seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, uh, and the more you get in towards the city, the more interesting some of the items that are floating get to. <laughs> so oh, I'm sure I've heard some crazy stories, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, back to the topic that we were going to talk about if uh, big baits. So uh, what got you started throwing big baits and it kind of what, what, when do you break them out or. Yeah. So going back, I don't know, it's probably been gosh, three years and, and I'll be the first one to tell you I have, I have a little bit of a method and kind of how I throw them, but I'm uh, like by no means an expert in this. Like this is very new to me still. And I'm, you know, three or four years down the road. Uh, but a good buddy of mine, uh, Andy, Knott, he lives here in, in, he lives on the South side of Indianapolis and, uh, him and I fished together and, and I was just like, how, how are you catching these giant smallmouth in the river? 
Um, and talking with him, you know, uh, a lot of it's related to those big baits. And I tell you what, you get a first follow or, or get a first strike on one of those big baits and you're like, <laughs> like, I'm done. Like that's, that's the only thing I'm throwing all day then. Like I'm, I put everything else away. Um, even, even my, my beloved, uh, uh stupid tube, <laughs> and I'll go out, you know, I'll, I'll throw that big bait, uh, uh, majority of the day. Um, so yeah, Andy, Andy has been tremendous through this, this whole thing. Uh, I still reach out to him, gosh, all the time and ask him questions. Um, so he's really the one that, that introduced me because, you know, you start looking at these baits and you're like, well, you know, throwing a seven inch, you know, two and a half, three ounce bait is pretty intimidating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and, and really, um, you know, it, it's once you, once you kind of start getting in your head and kind of, st- kind of changing your mindset of what's going on with the bait and, and what you're doing with the bait, uh, it will, it, you know, it, it kind of unlocks that part of your your mindset and, and allows you to, to kind of think about uh, situations that you can use these baits. Um, quite honestly, in the river, and that's where that's mostly where I throw these baits is the river for large smallmouth. Um, not saying that, that you can't do the same thing with large mouth. And in fact, we can talk about that. Uh, you know, with with a with a larger bait like this, like this glide bait, for instance. Um, you know, it's a, it's a seven and a half inch bait. Uh, this one's made, uh, with, with balsa, uh, it, it's a pH custom lures, uh, uh, bait that, that was just released. But like with this bait, for instance, um, if one thing that I always think about is how these, how these baits, uh, will, will kind of trigger and kind of make a fish react. So thinking largemouth wise, where, where I typically use something like this is if I'm pre-fishing and there's, let's say, a big row of docks going down the lake, I can go and I can throw that bait in there and I can work it a few times and that fish will actually rise. Now, I don't want that fish to hit that bait. Uh, I want to save that for the tournament, but I know the caliber of fish and that narrows down. Uh, so, so it, it's really, it really becomes, uh, really a hunting bait, uh, that I can go and I can actually go and, and, and look for fish and look at the quality of fish that I'm dealing with. Now, smallmouth wise, I'll like, we'll start in the spring throwing that and I'll throw it all the way up. One thing with these baits is you do need a little bit of clear water. Okay. Um, if it's, you know, if, if the water is super mud butt and it's just really, really brown, uh, cause this is a, it, it is a site presentation. Um, so it's probably not going to work as well in those situations. Okay. And, um, I know, um, like you mentioned two, three ounces now, is that like a sinking lure fast sinking? I know like the quakes, they come in fast sinking, slow sinking and floating. Yeah. So, so for here in Indiana, so talking about like the white river, uh, you know, white river is a, it's a pretty shallow river overall, I would call it. Uh, so for that shallow water, uh, you would want a slow sink. Uh, so that way you can keep it in the current, you can keep it working, and you can keep it in a reasonable distance to where you can see it. Um, I, you know, part of the fun of these baits is seeing that strike and, and seeing how those fish react. You want to be able to see it. So 
like a like a uh, a fast sinking is just not going to work that well in that situation. You're fishing a deeper like weed line, like you, you want that you want that uh, th- that little bit heavier uh, uh, sink rate. Uh, I go I go slow or like some of them now some manufacturers even rating them like very slow, um, and that's kind of where I like it because. Um, one thing that really isn't talked about a whole lot, uh, or, or, or thought about, or I didn't think about until I, I started talking with Phil and, you know, Phil, he's, he's, he's super dialed in on, on how, how a bait will react, especially crankbaits, balsa crankbaits. And by simply changing the split ring or changing the hook size, I can change the fall rate of this. Wow. If it's too heavy. There's really not a whole lot I can do with it. But if I want it to sink a little bit more, you know, I can put some spin dots. I can do things like that with this bait. Mm-hmm. Or, like, my first step is going to be, if I want it to sink a little bit more, is probably upsize the hooks slightly and then also get get some bigger uh, uh, rings on it to help the sink. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are... a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. I think that was one of my biggest concerns when I first started throw them, just because usually they are a little bit pricier. And yep. I was like, well, if I throw this in the Susquehanna, you know, it's, it's, I'm going to lose it, you know, cause yep, I'm going to yep. snag that up. And, uh, and um, so that's why the trace that I got was the slow sinking one too. Cause I was like, well, yep. uh, I know fast sinking is probably not what I want for a shallow water uh, or at least somewhat shallow, but. Uh, yeah. Yep. I totally agree with that. And, and, uh quite honestly you know if, if a beginner is getting getting into baits like this and and they go out and they grab that that heavy sink and they get hooked up they break it off chances are they're not going to go buy another one so, <laughs> like uh a, a slow sink is is what definitely what i prefer 
Gotcha. Gotcha. And I, and what you're saying about just being able to see it, um, I think that probably makes a big difference in knowing that you're working the bait correctly, or you can see that you're getting the, the swimming action that you want. Yeah. So like, uh, uh, my good friend, Jason Young, who's also, uh, one of the Indiana kayak anglers, uh, tournament directors, um, he is probably the best and most dialed in jerk bait fisherman that I know of. I can't, I can't throw a jerk bait. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like I, I, I struggle with it. I do too. <laughs> uh, but, but like this glide bait is like a visual jerk bait, if that makes any sense. Like, and, and I think that's that's always been my struggle with a jerk bait is I can't see it and, and I don't know what it's doing down there. Mm-hmm. With this, it's very very visual, and you get instant feedback with the with the glide bait. Um, you know, one time you'll hit it one way and it'll glide uh, a certain way, and then you hit it with your reel and it goes a different way. Um, you can speed it up, slow it down, um, but it's but it's all visual. I can all I can see it in front of me and I can see that change. You know, if I, if I change my rhythm with my reel, I see that change automatically. And I okay. see it real time right in front of me versus like a right. jerk bait. I, I can't see it. I don't know what it's You doing. feel like you're, you know, you, you're doing what you're supposed to, but you have no <laughs> yeah. feedback to know for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. And then I, I'm always constantly wondering, okay, am I doing this totally wrong or is there no fish here or, right. you know, yeah. and then it yeah, really makes exactly. you question. But at least if you can take one of those variables out of that equation and know visually that you're using the bait or at least working the bait the way you think you should be and it's doing yep. what you think it should be, that at least takes that that uh, or that component out of the equation. And yeah, let's be honest, it's just fun to watch it. Like yeah, you know, oh yeah, these baits are really fun to watch in the water, e- even with no fish around. Like it's yeah. just it, it's so interesting and and it's it's so new territory for me that like every time I go out and I throw this throw these baits i learned something like um and, and i learn like for instance what i like in a rod what i don't like in a swim bait rod like what reel i need what line i like like it it's I, i'm starting to so slowly put it together but man it is so much fun being able to make those like just minor tweaks and you see it visually it it, it makes all that time worth it to me Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, while we're on that subject, what, what are, is your kind of basic setup for these? So I've been through, I've been through a, uh, a, a few different rods. Uh, Douglas makes a, a great swim bait rod. Um, you know, uh, the issue with a lot of swim bait rods for me anyways, is, is the, the white river and these rivers aren't super, super wide. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it's not like I'm launching it when I'm throwing it. It's more of a lob. Okay. So like a, a, a seven, uh, like seven, nine, seven, 10, seven, 11, eight foot, eight foot two rod. Like that's not comfortable to me to, to throw. So I, I actually went to a, I believe it's a seven, three Daiwa Tatula swim bait rod. Okay. Uh, so seven, three, much more manageable. Uh, it, it, it's at a, it's at a decent price point. You know, it's, it's that 120, $140 range for a rod, which isn't terrible. Um, and then, uh, I, I've got it paired with a, with a 300 size, uh, reel, uh, just a, just a Shimano, um, gear ratio, probably like that six, three, six, four, six, eight to one, somewhere around there, uh, is it, probably okay. 
there's some guys that like that higher speed. Um, problem with me is I get a little bit excited sometimes when I see that bait moving and that visual, and I, I speed up way too fast. Uh, so, so for me, that that sweet spot is is more that mid uh, speed reel uh, versus like a seven one or an eight to one gear ratio. Um, and then I pair it with a uh, vicious 25 pound, uh, uh, fluorocarbon. Okay. Um, so it, you know, that, that, that vicious is a, it's, it's good price point, the quality line. Um, and 25 pounds seems to be more than enough for what I'm doing. I'm, there are guys out there that'll go braid, uh, to a, to a fluoro or a mono leader. Um, I don't tied leaders for anything uh, I'm, I'm a direct to line type guy gotcha gotcha and um the the rod that you're using is that a heavy or a medium heavy what what uh, it's a, it's a heavy but it, it's funny you look at like you want a little bit of parabolic action to it so you want a little bit of tip uh so you can actually lob that swim bait and you'll okay. see that rod like when you go back that rod loads up pretty extreme with these uh what you don't want is like you know how a heavy action uh frog rod is just like a broomstick mm -hmm. it gets really hard to get accurate with these things if if you have something like that because you're you're almost like slingshotting you're just like, like a catapult like, yeah yep uh versus versus letting the load rod load up and and tossing it so it has kind of a parabolic bend to it but it, it has uh um a lot of stiffness uh, on the back side of it. So, gotcha, gotcha. I knew with uh, treble hook baits, sometimes you do that moderate action helps a little bit too with Absolutely. keeping fish pinned and doesn't let them, you know, you know, get that slack in the line as easily. So, absolutely, absolutely. Cool, cool. And then, um, you know, thinking about it, I, I was trying to think of there was a a, a person I started following on Facebook, and I think his name is Matt Good. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, he. Not. He um he started a uh, talking a lot about um, big uh, swim baits on his channel. Um, he actually started making some of his own or custom making them too, but um but he talked a lot about retrieve and just watching his retrieve, like trying to figure out how you get it to do that. You know the you know, and his mm -hmm. his technique almost looks like almost like a like a clock like. 12, yeah. nine or 12, three, nine, six, nine, 12, three, six, nine. And, uh, I was always curious. I like, like I said, I don't have a lot of experience throwing these, so I wasn't even sure how to do that. I, you're, you're putting most of the action through the reel, right? That's not, this isn't that you're twitching that's the correct. rod tip as much. This is all real based. That's correct. And, and sometimes, you know, if you want that like wider glide where it's like just kind of coming in like, like slowly and just kind of moving back and forth. It, it's a slow reel, but yeah, I mean, the best way I can describe it is it's like you're chopping the reel handle. Like, you're okay. just, you know, it's not a steady, if you want it to dance and move and it'd be kind of erratic. Um, yeah. You're just kind of chopping at that reel and, and making, you know, going back to that jerk bait analogy, you work a jerk bait with the, with the tip of your rod. Um, with slack in it and then uh, with this technique just think about you're doing that same thing but with the real handle gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you're kind of chopping at it and you'll see uh certain baits uh will react different to those chops uh some of them will will, will move really really quick and in really tight pattern and then if you want it to like glide wide let's say you're fishing 
uh, a piece of structure like a log in the river and you throw it up there and you want it to go slightly up current with it you you wait till it's turning that way and you can hit that reel and it'll it will almost like wash out and, and go to that side uh in kind of an exaggerated motion gotcha gotcha so it's kind of it, it sounds almost like a, a walk the dog almost but you're using your your yeah. reel really to do it and yep. and um the longer i guess the when you take the the time between chops is what gives you the really wide swings on it yep. versus if you're if you're like i know watching the creek crawler do the the trace um uh, he was making it you know yeah really you know run through areas quick like like very short uh side to side motions yeah. but but yeah, I could definitely see where there's times where you want that big old swing, you know, especially if you have like something following it, you know. Yeah. And, and like, you know, like going back to that log in the water, like if you want to bring it over the top of it fast so it doesn't get hung up and then you hit it and you, you let that thing glide, you know, left or right wide and then it starts slowly sinking or it hits, hits that current and shimmies like it's... <laughs> If there's a fish there, there's no way that he's not going to react to that. Now, he might not hit the bait. Uh, that is one thing with these baits. You will get a ton of follows, and it can be extremely frustrating at times. Um, but for me, I've chosen to to ignore that as much as I can <laughs> um, and, and take it as, hey, I know where these fish are positioning themselves then. Uh, versus uh, being frustrated that, I, that I'm not getting the strike. And it's taken a long time for me to get there with that because, uh, you know, as anglers, we're like, man, that fish was right there. What did I do wrong? Right. What could I have done to make him hit? But yeah, sometimes yeah. it's not always about that. Sometimes it's about yeah. finding where the fish is and then yep. having a follow-up or something that you can throw in there. Yep. Um, I know uh, with Topwater, that was one of the, the things that took me a while to learn was to always have a follow-up. So if you get a missed blow-up on a Topwater Yep. throw in something like a Senko or something that's going to just fall slow in that same spot. And a lot of times the, the, cause a lot of times bass hit to stun initially yep. and then come back and eat. And, um, that, that took me quite a bit to learn. Yeah. And, and, you know, these baits are so, some of them are so big, um, and, and, and so large, like uh, a small mouth will come up and T-bone it mm -hmm. and you'll see the bait just spin over and, I think a lot of times what they're doing too is it's competitive side of them. That, hey, I got to get this thing out of here. Like, I don't want to eat it. Like, I just want this thing out of here. Um, or they're just curious and they'll just come up and look at it. Um, and, and to your point, sometimes you can, you can like throw a fluke out there or um, something that I really like to do is, is the uh, 3.7 stupid tube. I know we keep going back to this, okay. but 3.7 uh stupid tube in white with a really really light jig head so i think it's an eighth jig head in the river it, it looks like a shad floating oh yeah um so like throwing that as a follow-up uh it, it can be really good that that sounds yeah i was thinking the same thing like a a fluke or anything that will you know hey i i hit that now it's dying yeah. i'm gonna come yeah. back and crush it so yeah, you need something with a shimmy and, you know, fall rate is what you're looking for in this, you know, a lot of times in fishing. And with this, you want a really, really slow and a really natural fall rate right. for that follow-up bait. And that's been tubes claim to fame forever, really, yep. right? So yep, exactly. exactly. It's got that, that death spiral to it. So. Mm -hmm. Yep, and it's different every time. So. Right, right.
Cool. Okay. Um, well, I mean, that definitely gives, you know, a, a place to start. And um, as far as um, the different kinds of baits that you've tried, what all, what all have you tried? I mean, like I mentioned the S waiver and the, the six skill or the uh, yeah, six skill, not six skill, uh, six cents, six cents uh, yeah. trace. Yep. And I know, like you said, the pH one, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, uh, that hasn't been out for too long, but what, what got Phil started with the, with the pH with the glide baits? Yeah. So, so Phil, uh, had years back, he had a, uh, a resin bait. So th- there, there are a, uh, a couple different ways with glide baits, uh, to, to produce them. Um, one of them being resin. Well, actually one's an ABS plastic. So it comes out of a mold just like anything else does. Uh, great looking baits and honestly, like a really, really good, uh, starting point, uh, for an angler. And I'll grab one here. So, and this one's this one's custom painted, uh, so so it looks a little bit, little, little bit to my uh, to my liking. But <laughs> like this is this is a plastic bait. Okay. Comes out of a mold. Um, so this one right here is is made by by a guy named uh, Bo uh, Cessna here in here in Indiana. Uh, Bose bait co um so like this bait right here it, it the price point on it it's 45 bucks uh understand 45 dollars is expensive uh but compared to some of the other glide baits on the market uh 45 bucks is is, is pretty good price and uh you know it it just because it's 45 bucks i mean it's got it's got some really nice features too like it has uh, the, these swiveling uh, hook holders, okay, um, which which kind of helps you uh, with, with some of the hookup and, and if the fish is, is trying to throw the bait, um, so it keeps them pinned well. Um, so you have you know you have some really nice options, and it has a rattle in it. That sounds good, yeah. Yeah, so when you walk it, you know it, it's it's um, it, it it has that nice. It's it's a subtle rattle, not like a high pitch rattle, like you like a like a lipless or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. So like something like this uh, is a great starting bait, and then you mentioned the S waiver. Uh, it's a great bait too. Um, the something I also look at it in, in a in a glide bait is I, I've noticed here in Indiana, uh, kind of a more uh, a, a less tall bait so the height here mm-hmm. um th- these baits are a little bit taller so if they're feeding on bigger bigger uh bigger fry or bigger bait fish uh bluegill things like that uh is when i'll go to something like that um but i don't know if i have one in here but no um river city uh makes makes a really really good uh bait too that's a resin bait um, and then, uh, you know, a lot of resin baits, like, uh, let's see, here's, here's probably the most popular plastic bait right now. Uh, and that's the, uh, Spro, uh, KGB Chad Shad. Oh yeah. Yeah. A great bait at a really good price. I think these are 60, 70 bucks, somewhere around there. Um, this thing swims really, really well. Uh, the. It, the resin chat chads are, are extremely rare to get. They're extremely expensive. Um, 
but I fished this bait multiple times, um, and, and it's a it's a great bait. Uh, it, it swims really really well. The action on it's good. Has really good hardware to it. So uh, again, that's another plastic bait. Okay. And then um, I'll show you one more here, and this is the the Molex one seventy eight. Uh, okay. So this is this is like a I don't know. It's probably a, I think these are 40 50 bucks um but uh, again a, a really good quality bait it swims really really well uh it's got some good hardware to it um great great uh, uh paint on this one yeah that one looks really cool you see it's kind of translucent there um yeah. it, uh, again it's a plastic bait uh, but man it, it swims really really well and catches them well and then you move to like a So this is a trick shad made by bull shad and this is a resin bait bull shad i was one of the ones i was thinking of i actually have a couple baby bull shads um yep. and uh and you said that one was the trick shad yep this one's the trick shad so okay kind of made for for a little bit higher retrieve um it, it's it, it's a good bait too um problem with this one is is you know price point you're getting up there with this one <laughs> So I think these are 190, 100, 180 bucks. So getting up there in price. And then, so you asked about Phil earlier uh, with PH Custom Lures. Uh, so mm -hmm. Phil had a resin bait, um, you know, much like much like this. Um, he had that. He discontinued it. And then uh, I was actually talking to him a, a few years ago, and he decided that, that he's ready to make. Uh, uh, this is a wood bait, so this is balsa. Um, so he designed this bait. It's it's loosely around that old resin bait, but it definitely has some other features to it that that resin bait didn't have. Uh, you can see this one's been chewed up, <laughs> has teeth marks on it. Um, so th this is this is 100 made in America. This is made right here in Indiana. Phil hand makes every one of these hand cuts it, um, hand weights it. Um, wow. and, and so there's, he, he's the one that paints these two. He doesn't want anybody else paint them. Uh, so he, he throws the paint on these and you can see it's a great paint job. He has this little, his signature on there, you know, pH. Yeah. Uh, and this actually helps with, with the visibility of the bait. This really sticks out when you're using the bait. Uh, so if you kind of lose it for a little bit, uh, that little white dot on there. Just look for that white bright spot. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's back. So he makes he makes two versions of this. He make he's making a large version, uh, which is seven seven and a half inches, and then he's got a baby one uh, that's like five and a half. Cool, cool. I was I was going to share the screen. Let me see if I can do that because I had them pulled up, and I'll show the size difference here. There we go. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Did that come up? So yeah, that shows you the two different sizes there, and he has quite a few, a few colors there. Um, you know, lots of uh, I, you know they you have the black. Like I said, I've seen black where that's the the ticket too, and same with like the the you know like the bone color where it's brighter. But then then you have your obviously your your uh, more lifelike ones, like yeah. you said, because in clear water that's more than likely what you're gonna be hoping for. Because you know when you are getting follows you. And if they get too close of a look at it and it, you know, they get, you know, yep. they're obviously going to be like, oh, well, that's not quite what I'm looking for. <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah, that doesn't look real. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he, he hand weights these two and, and, and these are, these are a slow. That's the only thing he's offering right now is in a, is in a slow. Um, and, you know, people look at that price tag, 150 bucks, and they're like, man, that's a lot of money, which I, I totally agree. I'm guessing that Phil, might be losing money on this because there's right. so much work done to it because uh, he he's hand cutting these for one thing he's hand sanding these and, and there'll be a video here here coming out in the next few weeks uh, of, of the process and it's and then he has the same uh finishing process as other baits uh so it's it it's a double uh double sealant on there and if you were to pick this bait up you would you wouldn't know that it was wood because um, he, he's, he spent so much time waiting it. And he really is like a mad scientist when it comes to these baits, uh, any bait of his. Um, he has hundreds of, of SKUs that he hasn't even released uh, of baits. You go to his shop, it's amazing. Um, <clears throat> but this bait right here, you know, I was talking about kind of that height. You see how that's a little bit narrower? Bait? Oh, yeah. To me, this looks much more natural in the water than some of those bigger, taller baits. The really tall ones, yep. Yep. And, and um, this bait right here actually reacts really well to, to a slow wine, like we were talking earlier, or chops, either one. Um, so for me, I, I've, I've really dabbled more in this, in this uh, glide bait uh, kind of realm. Um, but something that I would probably call a big bait too, or, or some of these wake baits, um, like this one right here is a, uh, made by fish lab. Uh, they make this smaller version. Okay. Right here. And honestly, you can throw this on like a, a medium heavy action rod and be just fine. Uh, so I throw this one on, on a medium heavy action rod, uh, typically with like no more than 15 pound mono, um, and it's uh, it, it's a really good bait. Um, I think it's twelve bucks, fifteen bucks, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, they they also have some glide baits uh, that, that they make too. I haven't I haven't thrown their glides, so I can't speak to their glides as much. Um, now with a, a wake bait, that that one's going to pretty much stay on the surface, right? And you're just working yeah. that. Yeah, you, you just know, that's... slowly reel that thing. And like this one, this one has a little bit of a wiggle to it. It's joining, you can see, uh, but with this wake bait. Um, it, it, you know, the, the fish 
almost never miss this thing. Like they eat it. Um, and, and it's a, it, it's just a really, really good bait, uh, uh, to throw. And, and it, it makes for an easy day because you don't have to worry about getting hung up, things like that. Um, so it, it's an easy bait to manage all day. And, uh, I was just talking to a gentleman who fishes the river a lot and we were talking about fishing, uh, grass and right when the river was up a little bit, it was a little bit nice because the grass was submerged and you could fish something across the top of it without yeah. really getting down in and getting hung up where, you know, when the water's low and that grass is going right up to the surface and actually laying over on the surface, it's, it's not a lot of baits that you can throw in that, but when the yep. water gets up a little bit, like it has been thankfully lately, yeah. um, that is a really good technique is to swim something that just goes over the top of that grass. Yeah. And uh, it's almost refreshing to have something to do that. Cause you're not constantly clearing off your bait every time you bring it right. back. And, um, right. and I was just thinking of, you know, the wake bait being something that would be great ab above submerged grass like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Would anything, anything in the water. It's great. And this bait uh, again. This is a this is a plastic bait by by Fish Lab. Um, it's a they make it in this model and they have a, a large model. So this is the junior model, which I think is probably probably just the right size, honestly, for 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 a lot of places, especially around here. Now, if I do want to go bigger, I go like to this. So <laughs> that's a monster. Yeah, another one of one of uh, Phil's Phil's babies here. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, larger wake bait. Um, this one, this one uh, again is made out of balsa. Um, so one advantage uh, of this one is yes, it is a big bait, but with it being balsa, it's a little bit lighter, even mm -hmm. with the weighting system in it. Um, so it's a little more, bit more manageable. You could probably get away throwing this on a medium, heavy, heavy action rod. I, I throw this on my swim bait rod most of the time, um, and it's. It, it, it's really deadly for those fish that that you see that are just kind of, um, you, you know, they get in that midsummer funk and, and, and you want to throw something that, that they haven't seen 30, 40 times by now. Uh, and this just kind of slowly wiggling and, and moving on top, kind of looking like something dying. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times they can't resist it. So. Right, right. They've probably at this point seen so many whopper ploppers buzzing by them and buzz baits and everything where, yeah. you know, you give them something that's a little bit slower, not but still struggling on the surface. And, yep. you know, that's probably going to be money. And it looks just so natural, you know, just just rolling up there on top and and, you know, they they see it going side to side. And and yeah, uh, a lot of times fish can't resist it. Now, that bait there. So with this with this fish lab, uh, I, I can reel this one a little bit faster than I can this one. Mm -hmm. uh, this one will start to dive after a while. It, it is made to be just slowly, slowly uh, fish on top, uh, but but a great bait and a really good uh, lake bait as well. Uh, not just not just river situation with, with both of these. Mm -hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um... You know, basically like like places where I would think uh, on a lake, uh, maybe like above the riprack bank where, you know, it's not quite deep because you're not calling them up yep. from like the depths below. But yep, if they're, exactly. you know, somewhere along there hunting, you know, and uh, you can throw something that you can move really slow through the, the target zone, you know, and, you mm -hmm. know, not, you know, have to make a million casts and maybe splash and scare stuff away if it's slowly right. working its way through that that area where you kind of have a feeling they are i think i could see where that would be beneficial so 
Yeah, absolutely. And then there's the, I'll show you one more here. And this is, this is called the weight hog and it's a, now it's a good size bait. Gotcha. Don't yeah, have that's... experience with this one yet. Uh, just got it to be honest. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be killer. I know, uh, I mean, he's going to kill me if he ever hears this, but uh, Andy, this is one of his, his favorite. <laughs> and which one is that one though? You said it was the wake hog. Yeah. It's called a wade hog. By Wade. Yep. Okay. Cool. Um, and I, it's it's interesting looking at the different joints on those baits, and you know, some are like just eyelets with uh, you know, but and then some have kind of like a a different kind of mechanism how they do that, but it they all kind of produce the same action. I know. Yeah. yeah. Some of the uh, the one the one I have this is a uh, the S actually this is a knockoff S waiver that I had got uh, somewhere. Um, it, it's a plastic bait, but one of the things I like about it is has it has a magnet that holds the the hook to oh, the belly, okay. yeah. so that uh, you know it obviously comes down pretty easy. And I was really surprised; I didn't expect it to stay up as well as it does. But uh, you know, uh, I feel like that would help me avoid snags a little bit. Um, that's kind of why I got that uh, when I yeah, was looking at it. So that S waiver is a, a great, great bait. It, I mean, it still produces fish. It, it's it's a very great bait. Um, you know, with you mentioned earlier that, that you don't have a whole lot of confidence in it. Um, I mean, one thing that I'd recommend doing, and it's hard to do because I understand. I have a nine to five. I have other commitments other than being able to just fish. So when I go fishing, I want to catch fish. <clears throat> but one thing that really helped me is just taking that rod, my swim bait rod, and taking a, a, a few different baits with me in just case I want them to, to dabble. And then, you know, taking taking a follow-up like a, like a stupid tube or something like that. Right. Throwing it in the boat or the kayak, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially if you're doing a short trip, um, if nothing else, you'll at least understand the action of the bait. Um, something no. that I've always tried to do since I was a kid is every year I, I try to concentrate on a new technique and, and how to how to use that technique and how to use it in situations. So a lot of times, you know, I pick that one technique and it's always tied on and I always go out and even if I only throw it for 10, 15 minutes, I've learned something with that technique. Um, so I'd, I'd encourage people just to throw it and throw it more um, than, than what they do. Now, as far as the mentality aspect goes, I know like when you talk, when you, if like you watch tactical bass and they're talking about fishing those big, like Huddleston paddle tails and stuff, yep. they say that you're only looking for so many bites, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when you go out with those, is that, uh, kind of similar to your mindset here, or are you thinking, yeah, you know, it's, it could be a big bite producer. Uh, it's, it, it's both ways. It, you know, it's really opened my eyes. Like, um, the, so, uh, you know, I was lucky enough this year to have a, a really good finish in, in one of our tournaments up at the Tippecanoe river. Um, I think it was fifth, uh, and all my fish that day came on a glide, but glide bait. Wow. Um, so you can get some numbers. You, you'll have numbers day. It's just like any other lure. You'll have numbers days to it. Um, you know, big bait, big bite, that kind of mentality. Right, right. That uh, was the other thing I was thinking of. You know, you yeah, hear that a lot. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, it, it, it kind of plays, but 
Uh, if you use it more for a, a, a and kind of think of it as a search bait, and then also, uh, you know, I, I can pick up this one or two key fish in a tournament situation. One or two uh, key fish uh, th that I need to pick up on the day. You know, like you, you just have to have that twenty inch smallmouth. Right. Then, then like this bait is likely going to produce that at some point in the day. Yeah. Last year I fished the, uh, one of the, um, Oh, the big bass power hour where they're doing like a thousand dollars a month or uh, an hour for big bass. And actually I did throw that for a while, uh, just to see. And again, it was kind of a, a struggle for me, but, um, I, I, I definitely wasn't giving it the time it, it was due. Um, and uh, but I know folks that fished that same tournament that had luck on them and, you know, had produced winning uh, fish that with that same technique. Um, so I, I know that it, it's possible. Um, mm -hmm. So I, it's something I definitely need to do more. And uh, like you said, just make that the only thing I take out. Um, that way uh, I'm kind of forced to at least learn how to use it. If I even if I don't, you know, get a lot of hits or catches. So. Yeah. And, and what you might find out is, is, you know, that maybe. Maybe it's something that, that you introduce into your arsenal, like, and, and you'll see a certain condition on the river. And you'll mm -hmm. go, oh, I need to pick that up right here at this bridge and fish this riprap with it because it has the right depth, it has the right clarity, it has everything that, 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 uh, that I need for, for this bigger bait. Um, so maybe you'll identify that. And, and maybe that's the only time you pick it up in that day. But it, it could mean that that, that key fish or, or, or a fish of a lifetime. My three largest smallmouth of all came on. Okay, cool. That 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 right there says kind of enough all I would need to hear. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think my biggest problem last year when I threw them in that tournament was just water clarity. It was not yeah. very clear. Um, so um, I think that was probably my biggest aspect there. Um, it was... It was the Susky and, um, but it was flowing a little higher than normal and had some stain. So it wasn't as clear as it sometimes gets as around this time in the summer. Um, so that, that probably had more to do with it than anything, but. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it and you know, it is tough to kind of get in that mindset and, and throw it. And I, I still have a little bit of a block in my head when it comes to uh, applying these on, on rivers or on lakes here here in uh, here in the state and actually fish them during a tournament day. Mm -hmm. um, just something that I don't have a whole lot of confidence in yet. I know I could probably do it, but I feel like it's a, it's a large, larger gamble here uh, in, in the state of Indiana. Um, doing, you know, trying these baits on, on, on a lake versus uh, you, you know, the, the river situation where I feel like the, the smallmouth tend to, you know, feed and, and want to kind of get rid of whatever, whatever the size of this bait is. So, Oh yeah. I, I kind of have experienced the same thing here and it's why I, if given the choice, I will head to the river every time if, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just fun fishing because uh, I feel like smallmouth just, they're just so much more vicious and they're yeah. ready to just annihilate anything that, you know, kind of gets in their zone. Whereas, you know, Lake largemouth are like, eh, you know, yeah all right, I'll just let that go because I can just go over here and go deeper. But, you know, you get hit a river smallmouth that's trying to protect his eddy. And, yep. you know, I don't want any other fish feeding in my eddy. And, 
you know, that kind of thing, you know, they definitely seem to be more aggressive and I just seem to overall have better, better days on the river than the lakes. But uh, now I said, I will say with this pH glide, um, I, there were, there were, uh, there's a tournament up on Lake Wallacee here, here in the state of Indiana. So, so up North a little bit, very clear lake, like super, super clear. Um, I do know some guys that won a tournament by a ton throwing this thing. Uh, so it, it, it can be done, but you know, uh, I guess, I guess kind of, kind of my point is that, you know, three, four years into this, I feel comfortable throwing this bait in a river, but I still have that block in, in, in a lake. Like, don't let that discourage you. Like, like keep throwing it, keep understanding the bait, keep evolving as an angler. Uh, and, and you'll get there. Well, and I think I, one of the things like just talk, thinking back about, you know, when you first told me about fishing the balsa crankbait in cold water, um, try throwing it in places where you don't necessarily think you normally would. And, yeah. you know, a lot of times you'll be surprised at what works. Like I, I almost, uh, you know, initially when I first looked at these baits, I'm like thinking, you know, big baits like this, they're going to be, you're going to be fishing them deep. And, mm -hmm. but you know, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, shallow water, you know, you're not having to call fish up for, from forever, you know, and they're much more likely to, you know, go crash that if they, you know, they can, you know, see it coming from a way away and a ways away and then just, you know, come up and smack it. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, uh, the, the, the fish, they do kind of get, I don't know. It's like, the, it, it is the weirdest thing that when they come up to, to look at the bait and, and if you start throwing up more, you'll notice it too when they rise it's just like they pop out of nowhere it's just like they just bring themselves oh, and, and, there's no. a fish there yeah yeah, yeah. And, and they just like stay there and then they'll go back down to the depths it's like that you know that's just wild and and to be honest with you like i i love tournament fishing i you know uh, I, I love fishing i love catching every fish i can every time but man, it is so cool watching their behavior. Uh, oh yeah, stuff like this versus versus you know a lot of times we're not able to see that even with top water it's just a strike. Yeah, uh, with this there's there's uh you'll notice behaviors in fish and and you'll know you'll get to the point where you'll know if one's going to hit it or not. Uh, okay, just by their I, I, I guess body language, mm -hmm. <laughs> the way they're moving or the way they're swimming at it. Right. Um, you can tell an aggressive movement absolutely. versus a, just an exploratory kind of. Yep, exactly. And, and man, that is a ton of fun just to, just to witness. So. Well, and I think just getting to know that you, you are working that bait in a way that is making something that's not yeah. alive look like it's <laughs> yeah. alive and yep. you're fooling that fish into, you know, doing that. That's there's, there's a, something to be said about that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, it is a ton of fun, and and it's uh, and it's been it's been great uh, learning learning this technique and, and continuing to grow with this technique. It's it's unlike anything out out there um, that I've ever that I've ever fished. Um, it it really makes you sit down and and really ponder and, and think back to situations of man, I wish I would have thought about <laughs> this bait. Oh yeah, so. Now, as far as getting into it, um, would you say right go right out and buy a, a swim bait rod, or can can you get away with like if you have like a jig rod, or you know as long as it's not a broomstick, totally, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, for for most of these baits, uh, you probably get away with that for a while. Uh, you start bumping up to some of these heavier baits, uh, you you're definitely want to want to get a specialty rod. And and by no so one one thing that that I think people get uh, with, with swim baits is, is a lot of sticker shock because these baits are some of these baits are expensive, some of them are very expensive, <laughs> um, and like you know like i showed this this bow's bait like i've caught plenty of fish on this uh 45 bucks you know bow bow paint it however you want to paint it um and and it's it it's great um it, same way with the rods uh you know you don't have to go out you know there, there there's great rod companies out there um that offer uh, you know, a, a swim bait rod at a good price, the Dobbins rod in the, in the Furies series. Uh, that's a great, great one uh, to, to start off with. Um, you know, this, this Daiwa rod that, that I have, um, actually, if you can, if you have like a local Daiwa dealer, um, they're, they're kind of wanting to get rid of some of these. So you can probably even get a better price on it. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, and that's a, that's like a midpoint, price range um mm. but but you don't have to go crazy with your setup either um you're going to use and abuse it like it's these baits you know you think about like a truck for instance you have a truck that you don't haul anything in uh it's gonna have a little less wear and tear than than if you're pulling uh you know just trying to pull uh, a trailer seven days a week with with thousands of pounds on it right um, so using more of those uh multi-purpose rods multi-purpose reels you're gonna start seeing some of that wear a little bit sooner so um versus something that's designed to throw it obviously exactly. that makes a lot of sense yeah exactly and and it's it's really you know i uh, i don't want people to be discouraged or, or look at it and go man that's out of reach for me or or that costs too much um you, you know like i said that this this big Right here, this plastic bait, great bait at, at, a, at a really good price. Hell, crankbaits anymore, the way those prices are going up, it's not that far from a crankbait. And I, I understand that might not be in everybody's budget, uh, but but there is a way for you to get into to swim bait fishing. So don't let that discourage you either. Um, and like I said, that Dobbins Fury line, uh, it, they have a great rod, um, that, that Diawell rod. Um, and then if you want to step it up a little bit, there's, there's places like, um, you know, yak rods, they just came out with a, with a new swim bait rod. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's around the 300 mark, um, Leviathan, uh, they make a, a specialty swim bait rod. You know, they're up in that three to 600 bucks. Uh, G Loomis makes a great rod and, you know, it, it continues to <laughs> just like anything else though. Right. Um, don't feel like you, you have to do that. Me personally, I used a uh, that Dobbins Fury line uh, for for a solid two years. Um, never had one issue with it, um, and, and it's at a great price. I think that was like 115, 125-ish. Okay. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Cool. All right, man. Well, um, anything else you feel like uh, folks would need to know to get started or, um, you know, I, I think we've covered up. Uh, we have lots of examples um, and uh, guys listening. If you uh, I'll make sure I put a ton of this stuff down in the show notes. So if you're interested in checking them out, um, definitely check out the show notes and um, I'll, I'll put uh, the rods and reels and um, and all these uh, uh, baits that we've talked about here. Um, down in the show notes so you can find quick links to them and and go out and check them out yourselves so no i i would say you know just don't don't get discouraged with this uh use it use it as a learning tool i think you'll learn uh more about fish activity uh with 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 these baits too like we were just talking about earlier um so just don't get discouraged um and also if it's not your thing it's not your thing like for me personally i love throwing it um uh, you know, a lot of guys that I know love throwing it. Um, but, like, I am the biggest Ned Rig hater in the world. <laughs> I absolutely cannot stand a Ned Rig. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't own a Ned Rig. I I, I have nothing to Ned Rig with. Um, <laughs> and that's completely fine. It, it It's whatever whatever you're comfortable uh, on the water with. And, uh, you know, if you're looking to expand your arsenal a little bit, like, this is definitely one way I would – I would lean in towards. And I, I have heard the same thing that you get uh, one or two catches on them and you'll be oh, a li- yeah. lifelong swim bait guy. Yeah. So. yeah. It's like that first musky. If, if, <laughs> if anybody's a musky fisherman out there, it's like, wow, I, I want to do that all the time. Right. Right. <laughs> all right, Matt. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I wanted to give you a chance uh, sh- to shout out where folks can find, uh, uh, you know, follow you and also uh, sponsors that you have. Sure, sure. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on the show. It's been great again. Uh, I always enjoy this show. I, I'm a, I'm an avid listener uh, of this one, and uh, you do a great job, Sean, and, and appreciate you guys uh, and, and Paddle and Finn and continuing education for, for uh, fishermen and just getting more people out there and catching more fish. That's what everybody's here for. Like that's that, and, and Paddle and Finn does a great job and is a great representative of that. So, so thank you guys. Yeah, no problem. That's that's why we do what we do because yeah. uh, you know that's how got, that's what got me started listening and uh, the information and that's why I'm like I if anything I can do to give back that's what I'm gonna do. So yeah, and that's great. That's great. And uh, so uh, I, I'm on face Facebook. Uh, Matt Gibson, uh, message me anytime. Anybody has any questions about anything, and if I don't know anything or if I don't know an answer to like the swim bait stuff. I can get you in, in touch with the right person. We'd be happy to talk about uh, any of the other s- subjects that, that I've talked about or anything that I know. Uh, stupid to whatever, whatever anybody wants to discuss. Also Instagram, Matt A. Gibson. Uh, and um, yeah, reach out to me anytime uh, on, on either of those platforms. I'd be more than happy to, to share what I know. As far as the stupid tube goes, to me, there is no other tube now. Cause I mean, every other <laughs> tube I fish, it gets hung up or yeah. I'm like, that is the only way to do it in my book. 
yeah, I mean, it's it, it's insane, and and uh, yeah, the it, the three seven is a is a great great tube, uh, but man, I've really fallen in love with that four point two, that little bit larger one. It's uh, actually last night a fishing all night tournament up on a lake here, uh, and that was one of our key bites was on a was on a stupid tube at night. So uh, it's uh, it, it's a great bait. So uh, along those lines, think. Uh, Thank Danny at, at Secret Lures, um, secretlures.com. Uh, they've got plenty of colors. They, they just released, I don't know if you saw this, Sean, a, a bubble gum. So a pink. Oh, uh, yeah. Pink tube. Uh, Which and, has smallies written all over it, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's so great. I, I put my order in. Uh, <laughs> definitely want to get some of those. But, uh, yeah, secretlures.com, uh, they're not only a tube company, they have some jigs as well, uh, and, and they're known for their, uh, for their toad, so they're, they're buzzing toad. Um, PH Custom Lures, uh, I've been with Phil for a long, long time. Uh, I consider him a, a good friend of mine. Um, Phil is an elite maker of, of balsa crankbaits uh, and, and also getting in this big bait market. If you're interested in any of these big baits uh, by him, either the, the regular size glide or the, or the mini glide, just give him a call. That's the easiest way to do it. And his number is 765-541-0726. And, uh, yeah, get him on order. I know he was just finishing up another batch of these because he has to build them in batches, uh, and, and he has some in, in stock right now. Um, so... I would I would get those orders in it if you're if you're ready there. Um, also, Dubro Fishing uh, without without their support, uh, it it sure makes my my tournament year a, a heck of a lot harder. Uh, and then also Moving Water Outfitters here in Zionsville, Indiana, great kayak shop, great fly shop. If you're looking for either, uh, get with those guys and and they get you what you need. Um, and uh, New Canoe, I've been with New Canoe for, I think this is my seventh, eighth year with New Canoe. So uh, it's it, it's been fun. That's one thing like that I'm very, very proud of is a lot of my sponsors, a lot of the people I work with. Um, I know the owner. I've I've talked directly to the owner. It, it's, uh, and, and I've had these relationships for, for years. So I appreciate all the, all the support from, from all the sponsors. Like I said, it makes my uh, me get out on the water possible. Uh, so I, I really appreciate it. Well, just the length of time that you spent with some of those sponsors speaks volumes to your relationships. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, great companies. The, some of those that kind of timeline is almost unheard of sometimes in in our industry. So yeah, I think I've, I think uh, PH I've been with six years. Uh, Secret Lures five six years. Um, Moving Water Outfitters. I, before the company that that that, uh, that they turned into, um, so I'm I'm very very fortunate with my uh, with my sponsors, and uh, I really do appreciate them and uh, support them. Uh, I strongly suggest supporting them uh, because they do support guys like me. Uh, they make me uh, be able to go go fish. So very cool, very cool. 
All right, man. Well, thanks again. I know uh, I have another topic that uh, we talked about a little bit before the show that I will definitely hit you up with uh, at some point to record because that's another uh, another good topic and something that I think is a great learning experience for those guys. So guys, stay yep. tuned for that. Um, hopefully in the not too distant future, we'll have Matt back on and we'll uh, cover that topic as well. But um, if Matt, do you have anything else to add for today? No, that's it. Get out there and go fishing, everybody. Let's get out there and catch them. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, this has been another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. You guys have a good night.